0: Welcome to Positivity in my space. It's been ages, people, I know, but ooh, I can't tell you what's going on. It's been too much, too much. As all of you know, this pandemic has been crazy and, well, you know what it's been like, the lockdown and everything. But we are back with a great episode, if I may say so myself, and I have a very, very very special guest with me and he is officially my first guest as I've always dreamed that it would happen and here we are. We have the amazing Aaron with us today. He is the one who gave me the idea for this. He is the one who inspired many series and he is my first guest. I'm so happy, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. I can't tell you people how happy this has made me and if you know, if you know how long this has been. We've been planning to actually bring this to you. So I'm really happy that it's finally happening. So I'm guessing it's the right time and somebody will probably need this when it's released. But, woo, Aaron!
1: welcome! Oh, Chidi, thank you for having me. Really excited to be your first guest to be part of Positive Team. Thank you for having me.
0: My entire pleasure. Listen, this series is going to bless all of your hearts because i'm calling it the man of god series i think that when people think about or stories i've heard about men of god quote unquote, has been awful and i'm like here to tell all of you that actually they are good christian men in this world and aaron is a perfect example what i know that the bible says that all men that no man is good and that's factual however aaron is an example of a man of the own heart like I mean, let me give you people an example. So the last time we wanted to record this, um, I don't really want to take up much of Aaron's time, but I have to share this. Um, his phone died on me, <laughs> on him. And my first thought wasn't, oh, he's running away. I was like, oh, something must have happened. And that's why his phone wasn't working. And then I look at my phone and another friend of ours sent me a message to say, Julie, Aaron says that he's really sorry about, um, because his friend is that I cracked up. So I thought... My first thought wasn't anything negative because I fully trust this guy um, in the sense that I know that if he chose to slap me, it would be because there was something on my face that needed to be removed really quickly and not because he was being aggressive towards me. That is where my heart is towards this man. So ladies, there are good Christian men out there. There really are. And I'm so happy to introduce you to one for you to hear from one you can finally hear his voice and hear all the things i'm talking about him i love this guy if you can't tell already i um i just love the essence of who he is and what god is doing in his life and what god is using him to do in my life and i'm gonna stop talking now and let him talk <laughs> and, and gentlemen okay i'm gonna let you talk now sorry Babs.
1: no i was just gonna say um i'm really blessed to To call you a friend, honestly, Chidi, it's been such a blessing. You know, I I, for context, for for your listeners, I'm from Malaysia. I was born and raised here, but I spent a couple of years in the UK where I studied law, and that's where I met the wonderful Chidi. And we've managed to kept managed to keep in touch throughout the years. And and a big part of our friendship was uh, to exchange like WhatsApp voice messages. You know, to share and update each other about what's going on in our lives, in our personal lives, our family lives, our careers, you know, some of the things that we are struggling with in terms of our faith, and in terms of even like personal relationships. And um, I think where our relationship, our friendship really went to another level was when we started being vulnerable about our struggles when it comes to being single. You know, um, I have been single all my life. Up until last year, I will be celebrating my first year anniversary with my wonderful girlfriend, Eunice, in August. And prior to that, I... <laughs> yeah, Chidi is very excited. Um, yeah, prior to that, I've just been single my, own, my whole life. And it's not really a matter of you know, me not being interested in any girls, go- but it's just that I think that the way I went about it was not... Uh, perhaps not the right sort of way. And after doing some reflection and, you know, talking to Eunice about this as well, like we, we, we came to the consensus that, you know, there's a lot of you know, dating in, in the Christian context is so complicated. You know, like, we, we let's say you see a girl that you like and you're not sure what you want to do. You're not sure how to go about it. And it can be quite awkward, you know, if you if you are going to see this person every other week, uh, say in church or you know at your workplace, and how do you go about it? And um, there are some of you know, Chidi. I hope that this is a back and forth sort of thing. But the thing that I I'm not sure whether you agree with this, but for me and Eunice, I think that it's important for uh, the guy to be the one who pursues the girl, and. You know, it's, in a sense, it's consistent with scripture in that in the context of marriage, a husband has to be the one that leads his wife. I know that the Bible doesn't really talk about, you know, how do you date, how do you pursue a girl. But in the context of marriage, I think that uh, a woman will be attracted to a man who is willing to risk rejection for her and to be vulnerable with her. I suspect that um, you enjoy bonus points if you intentionally ask a girl out without knowing that what she will say for the simple reason that you are demonstrating to her that you are willing to be vulnerable with her. And I think that vulnerability is essential for intimacy in a you know, romantic relationship. You can, you can, of course, you know, check with her girlfriend or whether she's open to asking you out. But, you know, I think that you enjoy bonus points if you are the one who, you know, take that first step and get the ball rolling. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's very interesting Mm. that you say that. So what do you say to a girl who wants to go and tell the guy that she happens to have a crush on? What do you say to a girl who wants to go and tell him, like, listen, uh Mm. brother so-and-so, I think I like you. (laughs) What do you say to that person?
1: You know, even though I take me and me and Eunice, we take the view that the guy should be the one that pursues uh the the girl, but at the same time you know, I don't think that it will be wrong or it will be, you know, it will be inconsistent with the scriptures for the girl to at least convey to the guy, hey, I'm open to getting to know you. You know, we don't know whether this will lead to any uh, romance, but let's get to know each other. You know, and a big part, I think, of, uh, of starting well in any sort of friendship or relationship is not to paint a picture which may not necessarily be reality. Sometimes we paint a picture, we see this guy, we see this girl from a distance, and oh my gosh, she can sing so well, she has an amazing job, she's so wonderful with people, I want to get to know her. We paint this picture in our head, and then, which may not necessarily be true, You we know, not necessarily reflect the reality of your friendship with that person. So whether it's the guy pursuing the girl or the girl pursuing the guy, I think that just being upfront about it say hey let's get to know each other whether this leads to a friendship or uh, no you don't tell you obviously don't tell the person okay i'm, I'm gonna get to know each other and let's see whether it can be husband and wife obviously you don't, you don't want to say that you're scared the other person but, <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. but you, know, you, you convey to the person that i want let's get to know each other whether in a group setting or in a uh, one-on-one setting and you know communicating that Intention, I think, will will be respected uh, by either gender. So yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. And how do you? Again, how do you? Mm. I've heard stories,
1: Aaron.
0: Yeah, mm. shared some of these stories mm. where some guys are wolves. Sorry, we have guys in church who are in church, they appear to be men of God, but we all know that they're not really there for Jesus. They're there for something else. And it takes discernment to find out who these people are. So how, do, how can a woman or, or young lady correctly guard her heart so against making herself vulnerable? Because you will find that you will tell some guys and they will just take full advantage.
1: Mm, yeah, I think that's a really how, good yeah,
0: point. Yeah, how can a girl... Because me, I'm not, of the, um, I'm not of the... I'm not of the... I'm not of the... Opinion that you go and tell him. I think that after he has said, I like you, and then, then you'll be like, Yeah, I like you too. Yeah, okay, I going to tell you. Just because I don't like... Anyway, I've had many crushes and I've kept it to myself. Is my point, <laughs> um, but how can a girl safeguard herself from being manipulated or being mm. taken advantage of? Or yeah, it clear that you know, yeah. I have a crush on you and I like see where this goes. And
1: I think that uh, the reality is that not everyone that you'll be meeting in church are. Uh, you know, genuinely there to, you know, to be a place of worship. You know, I've, I've in my, you know, in the other parts of the world, Malaysia, you know, you've, you've seen this as well, you know, where guys come to church and they say, look, I just want to get to know girls. Where are all the, the single ladies? That's what some of the guys will actually say to me. And how how does a girl guard her heart? I think taking a step back, why is it important to guard her heart? got one's heart. You know when you are inviting someone to your space you know you're inviting that person through the stories that you share through the experiences that you've had you essentially you're, you're letting your guard down and you're inviting that person to your space and when that person infringes on your trust or infringes on your space and you know his motives or his or her motives are you know not aligned with Your the values that you hold, whether in a friendship or a romantic relationship, that will result in particularly a lot of baggage that you carry. You know, baggage may take months or even years to resolve. And you, if you don't resolve them, it will be carried. those baggage will be carried on to the next relationship that you have, the next friendship that you have person's intentions are, are sincere and you know, they are not like wolves in sheep clothing. I think that, that the, the only thing that comes to mind is perhaps observing their character and character is observed through consistency. When you see a person, just observe, take a step and just observe how that person interacts with people, you know, and how he interacts with waiting staff. How, he or she serves in the teams that, you know, she's serving and how, the, how does this person serve coffee? Does he speak to people in different posture just because that person is, you know, deemed to be more respected in society? And you know, when you sense that um, you're getting comfortable with someone, I think that we are intuitive enough to know whether the person's uh, intentions are, are, are pure. and besides observing how they carry themselves in terms of you know, the interactions that they have with people and also observing how they um, how they speak and also how they treat others you know, I don't think it would be harmful to ask you know some of the people that he is close to you know people who you know uh trustworthy say hey what do you think about Francis you know is he really that nice is he really, you know, the guy that everyone thinks he is. And if, you know, if everyone, if there is a consistent message, if there's a consistent reply, there's a consistency in pattern in what people say, then take notice. I think that will be what I have to say
0: to this. But well, yeah. you have to be careful with that because we are mm. culture. If you ask mm. enough people, it will get back to him. <laughs> Ooh, so, ladies, be very careful with that one. If you are asking people about a guy, please, please, mm. please, limit it to a certain number. Because That's very true. Yeah. After a certain number, they'll be like, "By the way, this person was asking," and then before you know it, we're having a completely different conversation. So, beware. Mm.
1: Yes, absolutely,
0: beware. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Funny enough, that wasn't even our topic for today. Our topic for today was around COVID and finding love in this COVID season and how to navigate it and what to do and all that good stuff. So I'm going to leave the ball again in Aaron's court. Please share away. What, what, What have you found to be your challenges in this season, especially not being able to see face-to-face.
1: Uh, ah, I see. Uh, Malaysia has been in lockdown for about three months. No, so I think we we locked down, the whole country went into what we call a movement control order, which is where the only essential businesses are allowed to open and everyone has, has to, you know, go, go to, to lock themselves up in their homes for a good, like, two to three months and it was only late May, which is last month that we were finally allowed to go back to work and you know, life is almost normal, now back to normal. So during this period, you know, as I shared just now, I've been dating uh, this girl Eunice for about a year now and it was the first time we've been away from each other, we've been apart for, from each other for quite a substantial amount of time. and. You know, it was hard at first because you know you you see a person quite often. You know, at least two to three times a week, and now you can't see that person for, you know, can't be in that in their physical presence for you know two to three months. And thank God for technology. Thank God that we're able to, you know, see each other on Zoom, WhatsApp calls, and a big part of how we've managed to, you know, uh, keep keep in touch with each other was. the community that we had around us—a big part of me and Eunice's relationship. Of one of our things that we always tell others, and they uh, when they ask for you know dating or sort of advice, and they say that you know it's important to be dating in community, dating in community where you feel safe and you feel at home. And so we leveraged on Zoom, on you know Microsoft Teams to work out with one another. You know we have a small group of friends, and we will work out together. We will, you know, just have like a weekly sort of Zoom call, and we play games and you know, just to keep uh, <laughs> so yeah, in touch with one another. And you know, just to end on this is um, uh, you know, dating yes you might you know you, you might think that dating is just like a one-on-one sort of one on one sort of relationship, but it's much more than that when you have uh families involved when you have church friends involved is much bigger than that you know and inviting people who you feel safe and who you feel comfortable with will really add something to your relationship at a different dimension and you don't isolate yourself i think that's important don't isolate yourself from the rest of the world because if um if anything you know there's conflict between you and your partner and you need some you know external advice or you just need somebody to talk to you know having friends who who can listen who can offer you good counsel will go such a long way in you know improving and strengthening that relationship but again it goes back to what chidi was saying just now which is again be careful with who you share information with you know obviously this this group of people that you are comfortable with ideally you guys have uh, you know like mutual friends and stuff and you know that they want the best for both of you and not, they don't take sides in that sense. You know, your uh, relationship is you against the problem, both of you against the problem and not you against each other. So yeah, that's how we've been, you know, able to.
0: You need to uh, repeat that again, please.
1: Which part? You the, against the
0: problem. Oh yeah, yeah. Each
1: other, that is so. Mm. It's so true, it's so important because um what what is the purpose of dating? What's the purpose of marriage? You know, is to, you say that, okay, I like this person. I get along with him or her very well, share the same values. We love God. So how, and because we are all imperfect people, we are all, we all inevitably, you know, rub against each other because of our flaws. And how then do we overcome um, these Problems that surface, you know, because um, if you are against the problem, you isolate the problem, and you know that you are not alone. You know, ultimately, we are going towards the same direction. You want to build a family. You want to uh, live a life which is, uh, you know, which is honouring God. So how then do we not come up against each other, but rather look at it, you know, in a perspective which is, you know, hey. You know, we are imperfect people, we love one another, we want to make this work. So let's identify, let's, let's be logical, let's, be, let's isolate the problem and see what can we do to overcome it. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so key. This whole, as you know, this whole COVID situation has been really, really hard. It's been hard enough for people who have no bay. Um, I can't imagine how hard it is for people who are in relationships and actually trying. And then you couple that with people having mental health issues, people purposely isolating themselves. I personally um, decided that for the month of June, I was just going to run away. I deleted my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I just left everything alone um, because it was it was too much, and I just felt like I had to stop and cut out all the noise. Um, but for people who 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 are in relationships um, during this time, you mentioned something about. Um, being involved in a relationship that involves your community—how can a Christian do that practically without it looking like you're almost seeking permission from your church to be able to be to to be able to be in a relationship? Like, how can you actively or purposefully um, be in a relationship with community? What does that look like practically in this COVID situation? Obviously, we are coming out of it now. The That churches can open again, so people will be coming out. Um, But for those who may still be in a situation where they can't fully go back to normal, how can and just for for the future, how can you involve your community in your relationship without your community almost dictating what your relationship would look like?
1: Mm. Um. For I can only speak for me and Eunice, I guess. Um, we adopted this sort of dating approach because we've seen many couples, many successful couples in our uh, church doing just that. You know, they have very close friends and it's not very big groups, you know, they just operate in a group of less than 10 where they can just go and seek counsel and just spend time and be, and, you know, enjoy com- enjoy each other's company. So... Just you just take a tip maybe take it maybe don't look at it at the you know, perspective of a church just take a take yourself out to the church in your head and say how do i how how do I make friends you know how, how is it that we've made friends before this you know involving whether that is in the church or whether it is in the similar you know, uh, space so naturally you lead you will gravitate towards people who you admire who you get along with you have chemistry with and People who share you know, similar values, and you maybe you even have similar hobbies that um, that you share. So you know, don't don't overcomplicate things. Like, I think, Judy, you know, don't overcomplicate uh, friendship. <laughs> and,
0: uh, I am the queen of complications, Is why he said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I understand. I understand um, the the heart behind your question because uh, I am. Very conscious of the the fact that many people have been hurt before, you know, hurt by. Where especially when you've been hurt, your trust has been taken for granted, and because of that, that that baggage, that hurt, you feel that you can't trust again. Therefore, don't 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 rush you to you know like friendships. Let it take place very organically. Like for for me and Eunice, we've been together for about a year, but we've been attending the same church for about we. We joined around the same time about three years, but almost four years ago. There was only, you can only say that we really got planted into community last year. You know, we've been so busy with work and you know, other things in life that you, you, you don't make time for, you know, for organic friendship. And you know, just be patient, I guess, you know, for, for people who have been hurt before, just be patient. Don't rush into uh, certain friendships protect your heart, guard your heart, but at the same time, trust your uh, discernment as to character. You know, when you feel that, oh, this person is, you know, I sense that this person can be trusted, I sense that I get along with him or her very well. You know, we we share very similar values. We like to go hiking. We like to, you know, uh, share a a glass of wine, whatever. Then you will just build from there. But um, maybe for the context of like, before this COVID season, if you've had, if you have community before, before the COVID season, you know what? Our experience was that we actually became much closer because of the lockdown. When you can't go anywhere, when there's no one that you can interact with, you want a sense of belonging, you want to feel that you're still connected to people. Therefore, we suggested, you know, Hanging out on Zoom, hanging out, working out, or you know, playing online games together. So, I think for those of us who are privileged enough to have like really close friends, you will find that um, you become closer during this lockdown. At least for, for me and Eunice. but for those who don't have uh, community yet, just be patient. You know, just be patient and and you know, use social media. I think social media has many uh, drawbacks, but at the same time. Um, yes. Yeah, also, it's also a good way to keep in touch with people. You know, you reply to this person's you know book review, and he posts you know, oh, I'm reading this latest book, oh, I've seen this movie. You know, just reply to that, just engage on that. And again, you know, just don't overcomplicate friendship, <laughs> and it happen very naturally. Yeah.
0: I hear that completely. My last question. I know we have to come to the end of it. There's going to be more people. It's a whole series. Don't worry. We're not finished with Adam yet. Um, My last question before we end this particular um, episode. So for people who are single and who had their eye on someone pre-COVID and have nurtured that for whatever reason, how do you... How do you start, or how do you begin to, this is for guys and girls, how do you then approach either starting a relationship or uh, approaching the person for a relationship post-COVID? What do you think that would look like? How could people do it in a, in, in a way that's healthy and not quote-unquote <laughs> 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 Um.
1: I think uh, each person will assess the situation that we are currently in differently. Some people are more comfortable, uh, are comfortable, you know, meeting outside now. Some people are not, you know, because until a vaccine is found and, you know, it's been distributed globally, I think that we will never be, you know, fully out of the woods until a, you know, a scientifically proven uh, vaccine has been found. So whether it is, I think that whether it is pre-COVID or during COVID or post-COVID, a relationship which is meant to be can take place in any season. It's really about, it's really a matter of uh, what you're going to do about it. You know, if you feel that you want more time to get to know this person and you can only get to know a person physically, then, you know, communicate, hey, let's go out. I know you may be, uncomfortable with meeting in the restaurant, but let's go out to a park maybe, you know, where the air is a bit less contained in a confined space and let's get to, let's just catch up. And it yeah, and it really depends you know, on uh, where you relate, where your friendship with that person is. And if you already have like an existing sort of, relationship with that person, you know, really, you've gotten to know this person quite well for a period of time, then, you know, it's time to maybe take it to the next level. Just say, hey, we've, you know, we've been on a few dates before, or we've gone off a few coffees. I just want to be clear as to where we stand. I know this is difficult if, uh, for, for girls, you know, it's breaking a lot of con- uh, conventional, like social norms, you know, when, when oh, like, I mean, just Aaron, you just said that at the start of the podcast that the guy should be the one pursuing. But, you know, in my personal friend circle, I found that there was actually this couple um, who got together during COVID because they have been interested in each other for a while. And, you know, just been, you know, for, for two years they've been interested in each other for a while, but nobody could, you know, pull the trigger because there was a miscommunication on the parts of each person so what they did was the girl was actually the one who extended that olive branch say hey would you like to go out for coffee and when they met up for coffee the guy just said you know what uh, where, where where do we stand you know, So i think that while the guy should be the one who you know initiates the pursuit it you can't have you can't clap with just one hand you know it should be like a push and pull sort of scenario whereby um, you know, girls, I think girls are smart enough, intuitive enough to know that a guy is interested. So, you know, ask, you know, just ask and you know, also be comfortable to, you know, breach certain uh, conventions. I, I'm like, I'm a radical GD, you know, so I'm like all for breaking the rules and, you know, not, not conforming to what society says. But again, it it depends on what you're comfortable with. You know, there is no prescribed method. But, you know, based on the scripture, I think that there are certain, you know, the the main rule is, you know, the husband should be the one that leads the wife. So in the ideal situation, the guy should be the one that initiates some sort of, uh, you know, taking it to the next level. But if a girl, if you've been pining for this guy for a while and you're not sure what sort of signs he, he is showing to you, don't just wait around you know don't just wait around wait for him to hopefully open his mouth one day because you don't know when that day will come you know whether that day will be coming at all and um i think that uh, this is a a good friend of mine said this you know you you while you are in a season whatever season that you're in um if say you want to be in a relationship you want to be pursued for a girl you need to be in a right posture of receiving and that means, what that means is, um, maybe you've been hurt before by this guy, and you're still trying to reconcile what you felt and the, the hurt that was uh, involved in that season. So, because of that, while you're still grappling with the hurt and you know the 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 experience that you had, you may come across this guy or you know one or two guys who actually Would fit you really well, but because you're not in that posture of receiving, that the guy will know that oh maybe this girl is you know not interested in me or this girl is uh, not in the right season, and because of that you miss that opportunity. And I think and that is not a uh, that is not to say that you know you need to rush your healing process, but you know um, yeah I, I guess what I'm trying to say is you know when you're ready for a relationship, you know when you're ready to be pursued, you know when you're ready to be the pursuer and take your time. At the same time, don't let life pass you by, 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 you know, being hurt over this one person for so long, for for too long. So yeah, and this applies, you know, for pre-COVID, during COVID or post-COVID, I guess. So yeah, I'm so sorry if my thoughts are a bit jumbled, but yeah.
0: No, they're not jumbo. This is the thing about you; and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's concise, it's clear. And then you say, "Oh, my thoughts are all over the place." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's quite, it's quite clear. It's broken down properly." And for this guy who waited for two years, can I mm. ask, can I ask everybody listening, mm. especially the guys, like, what are you waiting for? Two years? What are you actually? waiting for because wow two years <laughs> wow um, for me that's like wow and I'm not saying you shouldn't be patient and I'm not saying because I know somebody who who who, who liked the girl this summer and was still struggling and trying to work out how to tell her the next year and I just thought what's the actual problem but to each their own, I guess. Um, mm. I also have to say, this is a disclaimer. Please don't listen to this. And then the next girl who asks you out for coffee, you just take that to mean that she likes you. Please no. Please no. Because some girls are just, they may just see you as bromie and just want to have coffee with you just because they Absolutely. like Absolutely,
1: Yeah. It
0: doesn't yep. mean that they want a relationship with you. So please, please, please um, read the room. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, we don't want any messages like Judy said or Aaron said, please no read the room. You should you should have enough of a relationship relationship with the person to be able to gauge what kind of invitation that is. Because someone like me, may yeah, I go out with my guy friends all the time. I'm not trying to date any of them. I-
1: yeah, you know, I <laughs> can, I
0: just
1: say, can I just say one more thing? Just this uh-huh. last point, um, you know, for that guy who waited for two years, and, you know, for, for your friend who had to wait for a year, you know, it depends on the situation. So for my friend, he was just, there was just a lot of miscommunication. He was not sure whether that girl is still interested in him. I'm not sure what happened to your friend. Well, I guess that um, what we can perhaps agree on is when you, when you as a guy you like a person, or at least you're, you're interested to get to know a person, don't play games. You know, don't make her second guess when it's fairly clear.
0: Amen, she- you need to say that again, please say <laughs> okay, that- and okay, shout okay. it to the rooftop to some. Oh, please say that again.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm not going to shout because you know it's quite late now, but <laughs> <laughs> Don't play play games uh, when it's fairly clear that the girl that you're interested in is is open to pursuing a relationship with you. And how do you know whether she's open? A big part of it is, you know, if you you trust that you are socially instinctive enough, uh, that's one. And also a good sign is if she never says no to you asking her out one-on-one. And it's very natural, you know, it chemistry happens when it's very natural. You feel very comfortable with this person. And but again, like what Shidi said, when a girl asks you out, you know, don't assume that she's into you, you know, don't make that assumption. But you will uh, you have a sense, you know, whether a person is interested and open in uh, pursuing a relationship. But the bottom line is don't play games. Guys, if you have a you have a sense that you you are uh, you may be interested in this girl, just just go with it, you know, and don't take too long. Don't um, second guess yourself. And also uh, know what you want. You know, I think once you know that, you know, know that you want to get to know this person, let's go. Let's ask her out. Just keep it as simple as that. Amen. Yeah.
0: Hello, oh, thank you so much! Aaron. This is so much fun. I can't wait for the rest. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, thank I you for me, like, I told you guys that like, his voice is really calming. Like, can you tell this difference between my hype and his calm? It's so funny. If you liked it, ooh, hold on for a second. Okay, that was my house phone ringing. Um, Aaron, would you like to tell us about your YouTube channel, Uncurated KL, and what people oh, want to hear from sure, you? Sure, we sure. share so they can see you in <laughs> live action motion. Oh,
1: bless you. Um, during the COVID season, I had, uh, okay, Uncurated, is, the genesis behind Uncurated is uh, we want to talk about things which the church may not be in a position to talk about. So we will cover we, we, like we've only done a few episodes but, but some of the things that we cover we're thinking like you know how do you ask a girl out in a christian context and while we are not overtly like pushing a christian message but you have a sense that it's well it's uh, relatable but at the same time it's not overtly circular and we hope that in the next couple of episodes we will talk about more you know interesting topics such as you know uh, gender roles or uh, whether a guy should be the one that asks a girl out, you know, these sort of things. And uncurated is basically me and Eunice and then another uh, good couple of friends of ours, Chris and Jan, and we'll be hoping to have more guests uh, coming in the next couple of episodes. So it's uncurated, meaning that, you know, because we see life to be so curated now you know, on social media. Every, everyone's social media profile is so beautifully, uh, you know, the pictures are so nice, the color schemes are all consistent, but... Let's talk about things in a non, not too addictive fashion. And you know, and you know, we would love if you you know, check us out.
0: Oh, yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The video is funny. Um, you guys should watch it. The very first one, first date, I cracked up. Let me not lie. It was funny. Uh, so when you have a second or two, please go and watch subscribe. Hit the not- notification bell yeah you will not regret it um thank you so much aaron we on pims we are unapologetically christian let me not lie me i love jesus up in here so y'all know so um if 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 you're if you're of the opinion that i shout jesus too much then i make no apology. sorry <laughs> but we, <Amen>. hope- <laughs> we hope that you um listen to us anyway because it's in him I live and be the move and all that good stuff. Um uh, we've come to the very end of our first managed see well the first our first podcast series. There will be a few more and we will cover different topics but this we just thought we kick it we kick it off with love because everybody's looking for love. Everybody has mm. a um a love sized hole in their chest somewhere and it's something that everyone is always trying to um find out about and know about and I've also found out that my most popular episodes are the ones where I discuss relationships I was like yeah let's do it and who better to kick this off with than the lovely Aaron I can't thank you enough for agreeing to do this um, of
1: course Chidi, thank
0: you <laughs> I love you it's going <laughs> to be so much fun um, so if you haven't already please 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 after you've listened share with your people um, go and subscribe to his channel like Let's share this. Let's let's, let's get the conversation moving. Tell us what you think. How has your COVID experience been? Um, Have you found love during COVID? Uh, If you're in a relationship, how did you navigate that? Uh, Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Um, And yeah, God bless you. Let's say a prayer before we press stop. Um, Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for your lovely children who are listening. I thank you for Aaron. I thank you for Eunice. I thank you for everyone who is listening. I pray that you just keep them and cover them and bless them, Lord. Those who need strength to speak up, don't wait for two years. They'll give their strength. (laughs) Those who need boldness, Lord, help them too. Those who are looking for love, Lord, I pray that you guide their footsteps to find the perfect person that you have for them. And in everything, Lord, may we always give thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen And blessings people Much love Love and blessings Love and blessings Ooh. Um.